Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a great day to start things off. Today is the beginning of a new tradition that has been planned to force exchanges and other third-party services to prove that they actually have the reserves of a cryptocurrency that they claim to own. Known as the Proof of Keys celebration, the event was named or coined by Trace Meyer and will involve users of numerous third-party services withdrawing as much crypto from their respective platforms. Users can then choose to return their funds back to the platform if they wish to do so. I'll get back to that in one second. The exact date of the event is no mistake. Exactly 10 years ago today, the Genesis block of Bitcoin was created, so therefore it is, in essence, Bitcoin's 10th birthday. Kind of weird, right? Uh, what's been happening is, first off, to, I guess, backtrack a little bit, um, I am taking part in the Proof of Keys event. It pretty much comes down to, for those who didn't hear me talk about it about two days ago, uh, a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges right now, uh, it comes down to controlling your own money. That's kind of the easiest way of really saying it. A lot of cryptocurrency exchanges that we have out there um, say that they have cryptocurrencies in their reserves, but they actually don't. And people have speculated for quite some time that some of the major names in the space uh, may actually have falsified how many that they have. Because when you look at the actual like uh, block explorer or, or blockchain.com and you can see um, like the addresses and people have assumed for quite some time that some of the largest addresses must be the cryptocurrency exchanges themselves. But there's a huge um, fear. And I said this before in the other video. That is, people have been trying to take out their money and withdraw their money, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, what have you. Uh, they've been told no. They've been told that there's an issue. They've been told, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, we're, we're, we're currently upgrading our systems. And it be becomes an issue because uh, we've had a couple of other exchanges before who have, on certain dates, whenever the market may have been going completely insane, people tried to take their money out. And that exchange rejected everyone who was trying to take their money out at once. Because much like a bank, uh, the banks don't actually usually have that much money in reserve. So that if you try to take the cash out at the exact same time, the banks will typically tell you, no, oh, there's a fault with our systems. Can you come back another day? Because they don't actually have the cash reserve. So the problem is right now, cryptocurrency exchanges are a lot of them don't know which ones, are probably falsifying their information and or saying that they have certain things in reserve which they may not actually have. So therefore, uh, today is the day, and I, I started doing this about a day or two ago. I've taken all my money off of cryptocurrency markets, places, exchanges. I told you if you plan on participating in this, uh, know exactly what the risks are, as in you are controlling your own money. A lot of people may not feel exactly comfortable with that, but I do. Uh, there's a guy, rather, so... What this story is pretty much focusing on, there's a cryptocurrency exchange known as HitBTC, and people have been trying to withdraw their cryptocurrencies from HitBTC, and they were pretty much told no. Uh, there's one, I'm not going to read through the entire thing right here, this person was talking about that he, he tried to take his cryptocurrencies out. Um, I think his account was suspended. He contacted them and told them, um, it says over the months from day to day, uh, he was trying to, he was, he was day trading. So he took his money out. He was day trading to try and build back up how much Bitcoin that he had before that he was trying to, you know, day trade over again. Um, and long story short is that he tried to take his money out again and he was also restricted from doing this once again. And apparently this has also been happening for other people who have been using um, HitBTC. So if you have been using HitBTC as a place to store your cryptocurrencies, uh, you may want to look into that. Um, it's just a really big problem that we've seen floating around. Um, it's mainly meant to 
uh, kind of squeeze the exchanges. Uh, crypto at its core is meant to be something for you to control your own money, not for you to buy something and then give it back to like there's no difference in you giving it to another entity that really probably does not have your best interest at heart if i can kind of say that you kind of get what i'm um hinting at without naming any names the point is um logically it might be better for you to have control of your own cryptocurrencies or to have them on your own computer or your own storage device as opposed to having them on a cryptocurrency exchange. This will also, in theory, in essence, the idea also behind this is, is that if you um, have your own stuff in control and you're on your own computer, uh, this will diminish the amount of cryptocurrencies that are actually on uh, trading platforms because when people are trading actively, and they see that there's a huge amount of cryptocurrencies on these platforms. Um, therefore, the supply is completely flushed out. No, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's 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 there. Like, there's, there's too much of a supply that's actually not being used. So if you take it off, especially if you plan on never selling or don't plan on selling for a, you know, a couple of years, it shouldn't be on a cryptocurrency exchange. It's kind of sitting there. It's uh, dangerous because hacks happen every single day. It has some of the things down here. Um, it says most crypto exchanges are centralized. We know that. Uh, and they could be lying as to how much crypto they hold. That's definitely a possibility. We've seen a lot of... This isn't the first time that people have tried to take their... Uh, I've also had um, an issue with another uh, crypto exchange. And I'm not going to try and throw mud on them. It wasn't Coinbase. And it wasn't Binance. I'll put it that way. And I tried taking my money off last year. And it wasn't even a lot. It was like a fraction of a coin. And I kept on being told no. And then I was looking around and other people were also being told no. Uh, the for those who are worried and like your your antenna has kind of uh, stuck up, uh, their name starts with a K. That's kind of the easiest way I can say it. Uh, and I had a month's worth of trouble trying to take out a tiny bit. Uh, so everything I have is completely uh, withdrawn from them. Crypto exchanges need to ensure that users can withdraw their funds at any time. This is also another major issue, and I told you this before. You have to pay attention to this. A lot of people aren't really um, keeping up with their... You, you may have noticed as you've signed onto some of the cryptocurrency exchanges that you might be using, uh, they have like a new user agreement, and you kind of just click, okay, you know, I just want to see my money. Uh, when you read through those user agreements, <clears throat> some of them are now saying that you can't take your money out when you want, or there's like a, a, uh, a waiting period, or you have a certain... Uh, What's it called? Uh, amount that you can take out over the course of a 30-day period unless you give them your, your driver's license, your passport, um, a drop of blood to let them know that it's actually you. It's very worrying because it just puts us back into the same system that we had before. Like You didn't get into cryptocurrencies to be able to have uh, a flimsy cryptocurrency exchange control what could potentially become five and or six figures. And imagine trying to take all that money out at the exact same time and then you can't, like you have to wait a month or two months to be able to take out your money as the market is fluctuating back and forth. It's a very worrying thing. A lot of people don't think about it. This is the issue that we had last year when people were trying to take their money out of cryptocurrency exchanges. And there was like a huge squeeze that was happening because everyone was trying to um, withdraw them and send them to Coinbase or any other platform where you could simply uh, transfer your money back into fiat. And the exchanges were like, kind of around here they were noting uh yeah we don't actually have the coins we have them on other systems we didn't expect everyone to try and take their coins off at the exact same time that's a problem you need to make sure that everyone who is your customer can take their money off at the exact same time if they need to stress tests um i think i mean i, I don't know how many people actually plan on participating in proof of keys 
Um, like, the, like you know, the article said, you can't put your money back on. Uh, not a chance for me. Simply, there's, there's, there's not enough trust going around. And a lot of the other, even major crypto exchanges, once again, not Binance. Uh, there's just been so many things that's been happening behind the scenes as far as like who you can trust and like the, uh, the compliance with um, like the, 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 the hyper anti-money laundering uh, rules and stuff like that. Once again, telling you what you can and can't do with your money. Like I understand, I, I get the idea behind it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, that is the first thing that we're going to be talking about today. It's very important. Um, at least look into it to understand exactly what the idea behind it is, or more so from what I just told you. Because uh, you may not realize it, but I do. Um, we are entering a world very quick where uh, crypto is being seen as more of a threat, and especially if crypto does end up taking over. Uh, don't assume that you'll have full control over your money because your money is on a cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, the higher-ups are well aware of what's happening, and this is why you've seen such a, a clampdown. I've noticed many cryptocurrency exchanges that I was using before, they were updating their user agreement quite often. And when you read the, like even like the first couple paragraphs and stuff like that, they were pretty much telling you uh, that they needed your this and your that, and they so-and-so, and they needed your address. And it's like, what's the point of crypto if I'm just opening up another bank account? Yeah, let's move on. Next up, going to try and breeze through this one a little bit. Castle Island Ventures. His name is Nick Carter. With the help of blockchain.info's Antoine Le Calvez, presented the concept of realized value for Bitcoin's price at the Riga Baltic Honey Badger 2018 conference. The point was further elaborated upon in a medium post by Murad Mahmudov and David Puel. The realized value ratio is calculated by dividing the daily market value by realized value on a daily basis. I'll get to that in a second. It calculates the aggregated value of UTXOs priced on their value when they were last moved. If 10,000 Bitcoin have been moved from a wallet since 2011, for example, they are valued at the price at that time rather than current valuations. Something like this cuts considerably into Bitcoin's market cap. Realized value adjusts for lost coins in coins that are not being moved. So remember before a couple of months ago, we were talking about, and I expressed my frustration at not being able to figure this out as well. And I was saying, um, we know that there are a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space who have come forward before and said that they never really plan on selling their cryptocurrencies at all. Or they plan on keeping them for the next 10 to 15 years. They're now people who are trying to figure out like, uh, if these coins aren't going to move or we have seen other wallets, like there are, there are tons of wallets uh, that are either assumed to be lost forever, completely destroyed at the bottom of the ocean, bottom of the sea, uh, that just aren't moving at all. They're trying to figure out exactly how to then properly price uh, Bitcoin's real price uh, for lost or unmoved coins. Uh, quick uh, backtrack to where we were in the other videos. It pretty much comes down to before that there are a lot of um, experts who are trying to figure out and have, they think that they figured out, that since Bitcoin's inception, uh, that around four to six million Bitcoin are lost forever. A lot of people don't think about that, and it's something that a lot of people... Uh, we believe haven't really priced into the <clears throat> the overall price of Bitcoin. Like if, if Bitcoin's uh, price is done based on the 17 million that we have circulating right now, what would Bitcoin's price then be if we logically only had 
11 million floating around. What then happens to Bitcoin's price if we can calculate how many uh, that uh, Grayscale has, which is like, was it 300,000 Bitcoin? Um, how many the Winklevoss twins have? How many Mike Novogratz has? How many Tom Lee has? Et cetera, et cetera. Like they've, we've seen them talk about it before in uh, <clears throat> in other videos online where they talk about, yeah, I have you know 3% of my wealth in crypto. Well, this person is worth about $10 billion. How much is 3% of 10 billion? You can kind of uh, calculate it from there. Uh, I still firmly believe that because of all the hype and all the momentum, especially from 2018, that there's probably only around maybe anywhere from one to three, maybe four million Bitcoin, maybe. Actually, that's floating around. And this is also, once again, what we know about. There's a lot of it that's actually being purchased in mass and being locked up. And there was that other story we had before where, uh, what is it? There's like a, not a reserve, what's it called? Someone created like a, a crypto bunker in the mountains somewhere in Switzerland, somewhere in the Swiss mountains, uh, which is kind of insane to think about, but it's definitely happening, especially for the people who uh, believe, like the very rich people who know about the long-term prospects of cryptocurrency. It's all kind of interesting to think about. So people are trying to make like price indicators to see exactly um, what Bitcoin's price should be because in all honesty, if we had like very, not exact metrics, but like very close to being exact, even by a couple of percentages off, and we knew that there were only... 3 million Bitcoin maybe floating around left. And one of the main uh, things is that um, even at this point, with how little Bitcoin there actually is floating around, there's not enough Bitcoin for, I think, every millionaire in like the United States and Canada to even have a complete Bitcoin. Just something very interesting to think about, at least for me. I, I, I like stuff like this. I think a lot of the metrics that we have right now aren't um, where they could be. And that's simply because crypto is still relatively new, kind of fresh. Um, but I think when we have like the full force of, um, wall street behind crypto, there are going to be a lot of more news stories coming out like this, where people have been doing these calculations because this is how you pretty much raise the value of something. Like if you know how much gold is being mined out of the ground every single day and you can weigh it and say, okay, we know that this country has this much, this country has this much, this person has so-and-so and so this investor goes on television talking about, I have a hundred million dollars worth of gold. Well, let's weigh exactly how much it is from exactly how much was mined before. You can calculate all of these things. And now that the fact that everything is digital, we can calculate a little bit better and easier. I don't, I don't know, whatever. I, I think these things are fascinating. I think a lot of the cryptocurrencies that we have right now are undervalued, not even because of whatever. It's just because of their actual scarcity. And I don't mean like there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin. I mean, like, no, there's probably like maybe two or three million. That's it floating around. And when we do eventually have some type of like a huge price movement up, uh, those coins are going to be bought up in insanely quick by people who are very rich and then there'll be even less around and then so and so and so etc etc yeah i thought it was interesting let's move on so yeah like i mentioned before today is the official uh 10th birthday of bitcoin i know it seems a little insane uh that it's even been this long i i mean when you think about how far that we've come that's kind of what what really like plays a huge part for me and we realize exactly where we are the the institutions who have gotten into the cryptocurrency space i've mentioned before in other videos and i think people thought i was making a joke nope i wasn't i think it's very weird <clears throat> that uh when bitcoin was around seven and a half eight years old the amount of attention that was being paid to it you have to understand a little bit that 
Uh, gold has been around for quite some time, as have many other forms of assets and other forms of money and other things like that. And I've never seen anything accepted quite as quick. I mean, you know, we, we still have opposition, obviously. Get that. Uh, but y no one else out there thinks this is a little weird that Bitcoin is 10 years old and now we have uh, stock markets integrating it and uh, governments accepting it. It's kind of cool in essence. I get it. It's a little weird to me that things have moved so quick. I think if, if Bitcoin had been around for 25 years and then it had started to be accepted and stuff like that, would have been a bit different. Maybe it's just the timing. Maybe it's just, uh, like I said before, I think there are a lot of analysts out there, especially the people who are like the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. I think that they know that the stock market is probably um, not long for this world at this point. It is probably going to have another crash relatively soon, as typically we've seen before that stock market crashes typically happen every 8 to 10 years, sometimes a bit sooner, or we're in like a heavy recession. And I think we're just about overdue, so this may be a reason why uh, they've been trying to find another asset class and they've uh, stuck themselves to cryptocurrencies. Either way, I'm in it for the long haul. I think it's very cool. Uh, I think... Uh, when I, I was listening to something a couple days ago and they were talking about the, the, the timing that this all actually came out, uh, the fact that we, if, if I'll, I'll put it this way, if there had never been a, a major recession in 2008 and Bitcoin had come out, it probably would have been swept into the dust. No one would have paid attention to it, but the actual timing and release of Bitcoin, especially on the backs of the entire world falling apart, had a significant playing role and how big did it's become? So very in intelligent in the the time frame that it was actually released. And I think at this point, <clears throat> as more time goes on, I think it'll only continue to solidify itself. At at, that's, at, at this point, there, there, there's no doubt in my mind that crypto is here to stay. Um, and I and I understand the shortcomings of Bitcoin, but I think at this point, Bitcoin's also. Uh, kind of here to say someone someone mentioned yesterday for those who didn't see my other video when I spoke about Mimblewimble and I know it sounds weird and people were like oh yeah I can't take the name seriously uh, if you weren't here towards the, the I, I wasn't here like on the first day but I was here I've been here for a while the name Bitcoin sounded ridiculous to every single person who said it to every single person who read it it, it didn't it didn't really make a lot of sense <clears throat> I think it's only because we hear it so often now that it you know makes a bit more sense like the same thing with, with Ethereum no one knew how to pronounce Ethereum. People, I I know a couple people who still can't pronounce Ethereum uh, and other coins like that. Anyway, the point is, uh, lost track of my mind once again. Ten years on, everything is not super peachy, but I think the cryptocurrency space is thriving for what it is. Like the the, the amount of people, I think it's estimated, what is it, like fifty million people around the world are into crypto. That's that's a very significant number for something that's only 10 years old and that's still at the moment very niche. It's still not very mainstream. Like, you know, people know the name Bitcoin, uh, but as far as like you and your entire family actually owning Bitcoin or you and all your friends or everyone owning uh, 10,000 Satoshi, that's still not a reality. I think we'll get there, but still very interesting that this has all happened in the course of a 10 year period, at least for me. So this happened a couple of days ago, and I thought this was... Uh, I'm going to try and find like some of the most important parts. Um, pretty much, Time Magazine uh, wrote an article where they said that they think that Bitcoin should actually be a, a world priority. 
and that cryptocurrency matters for freedom and is a way out of authoritarianism. Uh, it's weird, the the articles that get written about cryptocurrency and as time has gone on. In the past, I've seen articles from Time Magazine. Uh, it's the same exact thing when there were articles about the internet in like 1993, 1994, talking about that no one's going to use this. No one needs this. Why, why does anyone want this? Uh, why, why would anyone want to send an electronic mail? I, I'm, I'm used to writing on a piece of paper, aren't you? Uh, everyone has kind of had an about face. I don't know if they've realized the actual metrics for what cryptocurrencies are, what they're going to be doing. Um, I guess maybe the overall appeal of them and how they are, I don't know. It's all kind of interesting. The, the fact that Time Magazine wrote that Bitcoin development should be a world priority it's kind of insane. I think in part it has to do with, uh, it says right here, like tamper, tamper-proof transactions, lack of government control and inclusion. The publication says, meaning the world should spend more time developing on Bitcoin. If we invested time and resources to develop user-friendly wallets, more exchanges, and better education materials for Bitcoin, it has the potential to make a real difference for the 4 billion people who can't trust their rulers and who can't access the banking system. There was a, a little video, I can't remember, it, it was it was some, It was on YouTube, I can't remember the exact name of it. It was like blockchain something something, and it had to do with Venezuela. And uh, they were talking about how the Venezuelan government, and I didn't even see these before, it's kind of weird, I'm not, I'm not in Venezuela, but uh, they were showing how the Venezuelan country has like actual like advertisements for their cryptocurrency, the Petro, and how like they're being forced to be able to like, apparently if you want to try and like buy a a passport you need to use their uh cryptocurrency the president i think uh raised the value of their cryptocurrency the country's cryptocurrency uh by his own metrics it's 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 all kind of weird uh this is not a political channel i've mentioned that at least 38 times in the last 3 days uh but it's it's true but there's uh, money ties so closely into politics that sometimes it's actually difficult for me to not separate them, but not bring them up. Uh, there are a lot of places in the world that aren't doing very well right now. Four billion people who are living under oppressive regimes is a very large number. We've seen a movement towards people using cryptocurrencies in these countries. I think that I, I hope that the the movement continues. I mean, these are the things that we kind of have to go through. There, there's not a real way for. Bitcoin or crypto to kind of survive without a, a bit of a pushback. And I think part of the pushback is countries like Venezuela and many other countries who are talking about creating their own central bank digital currencies. Uh, I think we will get past it. I hmm, I was I, I, I was thinking about this last night, how and I this isn't meant to sound mean to anyone out there. I but I feel like we could be so much further ahead as a people and I mean as a, as a humans together, if we kind of like just banded together and did what needed to be done, if that kind of makes any sense. Like, if we know, and this is just my, my own brain going off on a tangent, uh, if we know or have proof that cryptocurrencies uh, can help people around the world, Imagine if we, I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's very difficult to put into words. Like it's actually like a thought in my head that I can't really uh, say out loud because it, it's so abstract in my head. Imagine if everyone out there, and I know this sounds very like uh, utopian and oh my gosh, the world is so cool. But like what if everyone 
who was into crypto right now, like kind of did stuff for the good of crypto or told other people about crypto or bought more cryptocurrencies or found a way to be able to like if you could create apps or dApps or applications or websites or things like that that would increase the knowledge and viability of cryptocurrencies especially for bitcoin or something like that like if you speak spanish and you could create a website that would draw people from venezuela or argentina or another oppressive countries to be able to like spread the word that there is a way out like there are people in other countries who are like uh uh sending like balloons and stuff like that into these other countries where they don't have access to the internet like it sounds stupid like they're sending balloons with like uh like the old like vcr tapes and stuff like that or like cds where they um they fall down obviously people like find them and they put them into their dvd players and they show them videos of like what the world is actually like outside of their country and they these people apparently like when they flee their country they sit there and they're like i i I couldn't believe that the world was actually like that i i feel like we could do so much more i feel like crypto could be so much further ahead i feel like one of the main reasons why crypto hasn't even reached the beginning of its potential is because everyone is very focused on the prices everyone is very focused on how much money they can make everyone is kind of waiting for someone else to do it everyone sits back in, in in their own way and kind of, like I said, like th- th- this isn't meant to be, you know, me slamming or talking about anyone else. But it's like everyone in their own way has the ability to do something, to be able to spread the word of crypto, to let other people know exactly what crypto is, how it can benefit them, uh, the long-term prospects of it, the the way that we can help people, the way that other people can be helped economically. I don't know. I, maybe it's just me ranting. Maybe it's just my I, I my ideas of like a perfect world that I know that we can achieve. But a lot of it uh, kind of gets swept under the rug. A lot of people just pay more attention to the prices. Once again, like I, I mean, people like Nurio Rubini, I don't know the guy, uh, talking about that crypto is a Ponzi scheme, which belongs at zero. I mean, there are so many actual good uses. I think crypto has had a very, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this in another video as well. I think crypto has a very bad name right now. Uh, because of the way the way that we've kind of gone, I, I think we're all at fault in this. Um, everyone has had their um, win Lambo moment. But th- to say that crypto is worth zero and that it's worth nothing when it can help so many people. Like imagine a world where we have proper infrastructure built over the next five years and we do have an infrastructure and a world where things are like if our imagine if xrp is being used for banks and like it is transparent like we can see exactly what banks are doing at all times so when we do have another financial crisis we can point the finger and say no it was you you did this wrong imagine a world where countries around the world who don't have control over their own finances they find a way to end up using bitcoin or they use grin or they use zcash or they use dash or they use something else that allows them to have control over their own money like when i was Remember the other um, graph that we were looking at before and they were showing the actual uptick in the people in Venezuela who were using cryptocurrencies as the value of their own uh, country's currency rose by a million percent in inflation. There's so much more that can be done. Um, that's This isn't like a call. I mean, you know, it, it, I guess it is a call to action. Like I, I can't tell people not to do something like in your own way. Just find something today. Like it's Bitcoin's 10th birthday. I know that sounds stupid and once again, very utopian, but we, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like the world doesn't have to be the way that it is right now. Like it starts with us. We can all do something very small. Like just send a text to your friend, let them know about something. Like if you've had someone in your office who was asking you about it before, 
let them know about cryptocurrency like invite them over to your house give them a cup of tea or coffee and ex exactly explain what's going on tell them about your favorite cryptocurrency channel tell them about something that you read tell them about a podcast like we can move this so much further um i think eventually crypto will get there it may just be my uh what's the word uh impatience when it comes to life but I think crypto can be so much more than it actually is right now. And I'm hoping that 2019 actually ends up being the year for um, like hyper mainstream cryptocurrencies. Um, once again, I applaud all of you for actually being in crypto right now. I think it's very important that you are in it before everybody else. Because we're once again going to get to a period where um, people are going to fall into the market as prices are rising. When they Then years later, they'll realize that they should have been into it right now. I think not only Bitcoin world, uh, Bitcoin development should be a world priority, but I think the blockchain and cryptocurrency space as a whole, I think eventually the the bad actors in the space will be washed away by their own accord. If you um, aren't meant for the space, I think eventually people will come to the conclusion that you should be not there. Like we know a couple of coins right now that should not be in the market. Um, anyway, didn't mean to ramble on, but I think it's very important. We have, We all have a responsibility in this. Um, you may just be into crypto for the money. I get it. I got it. But even if you're just in it for the money, logically, you can probably make even more money if you bring one extra person into the cryptocurrency space. Like imagine if out of the 50 million people we have in crypto right now, imagine if just 1 million of them brought another 1 million people in. I don't know. I think it's important. Uh, I think crypto is going to change the world. Maybe not in, in, in the way that other people are believing, you know, when everyone riding around in uh, you know, Maseratis and stuff like that, but it's, it's going to help a lot of people. And with the, the people around the world who do need the most help when they do get that help and they do get into cryptocurrencies and the prices of cryptocurrencies do rise because these people are slowly building wealth through this. I think the world would be a better place in general, especially when people in 4 billion people not having control over themselves. Imagine if four, if, if those 4 billion people got into Bitcoin what that would do. Yeah, I'll move on. Next up, uh, one, this isn't a uh, paid advertising. And I, and I thought it's really funny because as I was reading through it as well, the, the author also said, no, I wasn't, I wasn't paid for this. I just thought this was kind of interesting because this ties into what we were talking about before. There's a very big push for those who weren't here or maybe a relatively new towards the lightning network right now. Um, I still am a firm believer that the lightning network is Anyway, I thought that was an eye or like a closed eye. Uh, what is that? Uh, I, <laughs> no pun intended, believe that the major institutions who are getting into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies this year, more let's focus on Bitcoin right now, are probably making a push towards the Lightning Network. And apparently there is a new, um, I think it's on Android and iOS. It's called Blue Wallet. It says Blue Wallet appears to be setting the bar for the next generation of Bitcoin wallets available for both Android and iOS. It is the first to integrate the Lightning Network for super quick and unfairly cheap transactions. Uh, what it comes down to for those who know, don't know what the Lightning Network is, you should know at this point. Um, when you try to send a normal transaction on the Bitcoin network, sometimes the transaction fees can be around 10 cents right now maybe 15 cents when the network gets really clogged up the transactions kind of go to $30 $40 I think I saw some of like $55 like at the, at the very peak of it that's far too much if you're trying to buy anything even a, a 10 cent fee can sometimes be uh, detrimental if you're trying to buy something that's 25 cents 
So the Lightning Network allows people to have uh, transactions through the Bitcoin network uh, for a Satoshi, which comes down to like a fragment of it. Like it's like, I think one one hundredth of a cent. So it's it's dust. It's barely nothing. Uh, we are seeing a huge movement towards the Lightning Network right now. And it appears that this may be one of the first, if not the first actual wallets uh, that allows people to send Lightning transactions uh, through the Lightning Network. What's kind of weird about this is if you read a bit uh, further, like it says right here, Blue Wallet did not pay me for this review and never contacted me. Exactly the same. I talk about them realistically because they're the first. Like if, if, if you can be the first person to do something really cool, you're going to be spoken about because that's just kind of how things are. Uh, what it comes down to, he said the weirdest part about him using it is, is that um, he tried to do it with a friend. Apparently, you can send transactions through the Lightning Network, but the wallet for some reason doesn't support... Uh, you and your friend sending lightning payments between both of you. Apparently, this is going to be added in another uh, update. It says it's somewhere around here. I I, I think it's incredibly cool. I think, I, and I can only assume that more things like this are going to be built. I'm actually kind of surprised that this hasn't already happened. Uh, but it's nice that it's happening already. Uh, so once again, um, rather first off, uh, if you are going to download this, uh, please do your own research, read through every single review that they have to make sure if, you know, things are actually running smoothly. The guy even recommends if you're going to use this, he said, put a small amount, like a very, very tiny amount of it into the actual wallet uh, so that you can kind of just maybe test it out back and forth. He said, that he, I think he paid for something with it and apparently um, it worked Um instantly so he said he sent four dollars to his uh his wallet um it confirmed uh and then he had to refill his lightning thing uh anyway the point is not to ramble on about this i think it's very cool i hope that we end up getting more stuff like this lightning at the moment seems to be the answer for the needed speed up of the bitcoin network we have liquid but i think liquid is more for like institutions exchanges and also for i think um I think like private chains that are built next to Bitcoin, it, it's kind of very weird. So like liquid isn't necessarily for like everyday people use, but I think at the moment lightning is like the best answer that we kind of have. Um, I think I may try it out. I'm more interested in running a lightning node, but I do like the idea of being able to have a lightning payment app on my phone. I think it's kind of cool. Anyway, let's move on. So I guess to kind of finish things off, this was a very, I want to say, Bitcoin-centric video. I had, to, I had to give it a bit of spotlight. You know, 10 years is a long time uh, to survive, to be around, especially if you've been attacked from every single corner, even from people within the Bitcoin space. Uh, they've split off, made their own Bitcoin, and now they attack the number one coin. Um, no one knows exactly what's going to happen with Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency space, I have heard from all sides, Bitcoin is either going to be the 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 number one coin forever. Bitcoin is going to be the only coin. Other coins are going to dethrone Bitcoin. Um, even if Bitcoin does go away, to be honest, I think the uh, idea will always be there. I think we have, Bitcoin has been successful, if by nothing else, in creating a world where we know that even if Bitcoin completely is destroyed, that the idea of decentralization was uh, created and birthed because of this coin. Uh, the idea that we should have complete control over our own money and that transactions should not be able to be 
uh, what, what, what's the word? Not hounded down, like seen by anyone. We should have control over what we want and how we want it. Uh, I don't think Bitcoin, I just, I, I just you know, side note, um, I don't think Bitcoin's going anywhere. It's more like there is always a chance of something happening in any in, in anything. No one knows the future of what could happen. I think Bitcoin has a very uh, bright future. Whether it's going to be the only currency, can't really tell you that. If I mean, if I had a time machine and I could figure that out, I just just wait one day. If I if I make a video, if if the title says "Buy Bitcoin Right Now," uh, you 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 will know that I've been to the future at least for five seconds. I was able to check cryptocurrency prices, and I was sent back to this time so I can tell you everything. Anyway, all jokes aside, um, it's been a very weird. Uh, six, seven years that I've been into crypto. I think it's only going to get weirder this year. Um, it's nice that we have so much support now. I think the support will only continue. Um, once again, we can all play our part in some sort of way to let other people know. I, I, I think so much of Bitcoin's narrative has just become um, how rich you can get. There was a guy on a podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast. It was what was it? What Bitcoin did? Maybe that's it. I think it's like three guys, and they were talking to this guy from Brazil. I think it was, and it was very interesting because the guy said he said I got into Bitcoin at the same exact time when a whole bunch of other people did last year, and then the prices went up, and everyone was completely into it. And he said the moment the prices fell, he said he's the only person in his office who's still into it, who still reads it, who still um, has some. Everyone else has kind of sold. And he says whenever he brings it up, he's kind of like ridiculed and people kind of laugh at him and stuff like that. And um, he can't really figure out a way to introduce Bitcoin to anyone else without them just focusing on the price. And the people from the podcast were trying to, they, they were saying, you know, maybe you can just introduce blockchain to them. But he says that the moment that you introduce blockchain to someone and tell them the the prospects of a world where everything is... Uh, Gosh, what's the word? I'm losing all my words today. And they're not even difficult words. Like, I'm not even looking for, like, 35-letter words. They're very simple words. Um, transparent. Like, something like that. Where, like, where everything can be seen on the ledger and everything can be verified that this transaction actually took place. Uh, he says that after that, usually what ends up happening is, is they go, well, how, how can you use this amazing technology? And the conversation always ends up going back to Bitcoin. And then they either scrunch their face and they go, yeah, I heard it's a scam. Or they scrunch their face and they go, well, wasn't that worth a lot? And it, so the, the conversation always kind of goes back to just simply money. How much is this worth? It's kind of sad that a lot of the uh, 95% of the original narrative of Bitcoin has kind of been washed away. I think it can still stay there and remain. I think Bitcoin needs to get large enough for people to, and it sounds weird. I think Bitcoin has to kind of explode in price for people to really understand um, it's use case and, and, and it's, it sounds odd, but I think when it becomes large enough and I'm still waiting for that magical moment, I don't know if it's going to happen this year or next year. Uh, at some point, there's going to be a country somewhere in the world who's going to go through complete economic collapse. And I mean like 10 million percent hyperinflation and they're going to kind of buckle down and they're going to have to use Bitcoin as their actual reserve currency I know it sounds a bit crazy. A lot of analysts think it's eventually going to happen in some way, in some space. And when that does happen, I think that'll kind of be the the turning point and the the moment when everyone realizes that crypto is very significant and being able to build up a I don't know. 
It's 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 all very odd. It's weird. It's, it's weird to think about. Is is this not weird to anyone else that we have something that was made ten years ago that could, in essence, if especially if the Lightning Network ends up being <clears throat> expanded in the way that people think that it's going to be expanded by this year, where an entire country would be able to adopt Bitcoin. Like, imagine if a country started buying up this is also just floating in my head imagine if a country bought up a huge amount of bitcoin just say 10 15 20,000 of it and the price you know explodes because we have confirmation that a country is going to be using bitcoin and they kind of made it so that they kept on buying it on the side they were mining it they had like a huge mining operation and they kind of gave every person in their country let's say 5,000 3 3,000 2,000 satoshi and that became like their new thing. And then you, when you worked, you got money from, I don't know. I I, I, I think I see time and space and, and the future very differently than a lot of other people. I, I can always see exactly how things can form, but they usually don't end up going that way because I think the vision just isn't there for a lot of other people. Bitcoin and, and, the, and cryptocurrencies could be completely dominating the entire world right now if about 10 different things were done. I'm not going to get into them because this will be another hour and a half long video. Um, sorry if I sound crazy. Not 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 really sorry at all. Uh, there's just so many like the the world can be so different. We 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 can have such a a a nearly perfect world. I think a lot of this is being lost due to the value of Bitcoin. I think so many of the of the rich people in the world uh, understand the future value of Bitcoin. And a lot of people who should be into the cryptocurrency space right now aren't into it because they're simply uh, not paying attention. They're waiting for rich people to tell them to get in. They're waiting for the price of Bitcoin to pass by 20000 50000 100000 to uh, start throwing their money at the space. If we end up hitting a future where Bitcoin does eventually one day get to $1 million per coin, I know that sounds crazy, but everything is possible. The amount of people around the world who are going to be hitting themselves for not getting in when they could have is 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 is, is going to be very sad. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, world reserve currency. I don't know. I I understand why uh, Bitcoin maximalists say things like this. I really do get it. If it's going to happen, no one really knows. I think the next three years, uh, if we can get a Bitcoin price over one hundred thousand to a quarter of a million, and then 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 I think chances are looking pretty good. The prices right now are not doing too bad at all. Ethereum had its little run-up because of the, what's it called? The upgrade Constantinople is going to be, apparently, it's uh, set in stone. It's apparently going to happen in the next less than two weeks at this point. Um, I'm hoping that Ethereum continues its run-up. I think it's maybe taking a little bit of a breather right now. I think Ethereum is undervalued simply because of what it is, what it does. I think 2018 people just kept on uh, hating on it, if I can kind of say that, simply because there were so many other projects that were coming out that are quicker and faster, but Ethereum has a lot of money behind it. I think everything is going to do relatively well this year, at least I'm hoping so. We have a lot of uh, even like very, very big, uh, prominent Bitcoin players who think that Bitcoin's price is still going, still, still going down to 1,000 this year. I don't know exactly what catalyst... Uh, would cause Bitcoin to go down so low, but apparently this is what some people still think. I would I would just start buying up Im immensely, not financial advice. I would start buying up as 
quick as humanly possible if Bitcoin even got down below 2000 I think that's going to do it for this video. Uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you once again for watching and or listening. Uh, once again, if you plan on taking part in the proof of keys thing, uh, do as much research as possible before you get into it. I mean, it's not that difficult, you know, taking it off of an exchange. I'm just trying to let you understand uh, or rather make it sound more severe so that you understand that there are risks involved with doing something like this. I think it's it should be something that everyone, even if just 1% are taking part, or even if you just take off 1% of the amount of crypto that you have on exchanges, to understand that it's not scary to be in control of your own money. If crypto ends up uh, continuing the way that it is, at some point, you're going to have to uh, control your own money. Because I think the last thing anybody wants, imagine if you, imagine years ago with the people who got into Bitcoin when, you know, you, you, you could get it for pence, cents, nothing. Like it was, it, it was worth almost nothing. And then Bitcoin ends up hitting $20,000 and you had a whole bunch of them. Imagine trying to take your money off of a cryptocurrency exchange when you had a million dollars in Bitcoin and someone told you it would take two months. That would terrify you. So eventually if prices do go up, all the money, all the all the coins you've been throwing at uh, cryptocurrency in 2018 could explode in price. And I think the last thing that you want logically is to get into a situation where you can't take your money off or you can't do anything with your money uh, for maybe four or five weeks. Or imagine trying to take your money off of a cryptocurrency exchange and you're told there's an error on their side because they don't have as much crypto as they claim. And you keep uh, messaging customer uh, support. And no one get back to you for six, seven, eight weeks. That is not a that's a situation that I've I've gone through before, and it is not fun. I promise you. I had a uh, I think a seven week period where I couldn't get in contact with customer support, and when I finally did, they told me that I had to uh, raise my uh, security stuff and stuff. You know, I had to give them my passport and give them my so and so to be able to access my own money. It is not fun, and it is not something that you want. Uh, thank you all once again for watching. <laughs> Not to end that on like a, a super ominous note, but you get exactly what I'm saying. Uh, if, if you're into crypto, go full force. Don't get into it just because of the money. Understand that you now, in, in, every, in every way possible, you have, you have a way to be in control of every single bit of money that you have. It's just a matter if you decide to uh, grab the bull by the horns and take it for what it is. All right, everyone. I'll talk to you all soon. See you.